Welcome to the Be Free RE podcast, where you learn how to make your job optional. I'm your host, John, who's just getting started on his journey. But in the last year, I moved across the country, bought four apartments, make money as a landlord, no longer pay rent, and I have my first child. I'm joined by your co-host and my guide, Tony Angotti, who in five years quit his job and now manages over 80 units through a combination of house hacks, flips, and partnerships. So with that, let's jump into how you can do less of what you have to do and more of what you want to do. Tony, welcome back to another episode. What's going on, man? Just rubbing two nickels together trying to make quarters. It hasn't worked so far. Right. It sounds sounds similar to Bitcoin. Uh, I don't know. I got nothing for that, man. Life is a river of nickels. That's that's all I can say about that one. Well, um, today we have some more mailbag questions, and then I think we're going to continue with our Florida tenant. Seems to be a hit so far. So I think you have a good Florida tenant. You want to tell us? Oh about? yeah, yeah. So this is a um, I guess a, a recent hobby of mine has been finding these ridiculous situations, and they're kind of hilarious. Uh, this one's not necessarily as bad, but an example of how not to run your rental portfolio. So here we go. When I was a little kid, my parents bought a cheap house in a neighboring town and fixed it up to rent. Two young women moved in and were great. Just out of college, working entry level and kind of getting by. No trouble at all. They called at 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve because there was a spider. <laughs> My dad called back when he got home from church service and asked what they wanted him to do. They said they wanted him to come kill it. <laughs> so he went out on Christmas Eve to kill their spider. They seemed to think this was normal, like about on par with what you'd expect your landlord to do if your water pipes burst on Christmas Eve. Did not thank him and told them that it was the least he could do given the situation <laughs> not a horror story by any means but it makes me laugh he told me that i was not allowed to move out of the house until i could kill my own spiders because <laughs> screw that oh boy. Uh, <laughs> that's from that, that one's from ask reddit have you ever uh, uh, have you ever had a tenant ask that you change a light bulb for him uh uh no, but I the worst one that I had was someone said that their uh, washing machine would not work and they said it wouldn't drain and I went over and turned it to spin and then pulled the thing and it worked. Yeah, we've had a very similar situation except they just put too many clothes in there and then it was like unbalanced so it wouldn't spin anymore. <laughs> so you just yeah, have to nice. like shuffle the stuff around. <laughs> I guess actually the closest to this situation that I did was somebody once locked themselves out at like 11 p.m. and and they called me, they like power dialed me and told me I needed to come unlock the door. And we charge a lockout fee, but I went and did it anyway. And she said, I kept asking, like, do you have anyone that can let you in nearby, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I went to the property, unlocked the door. I didn't want to talk to her because she was a total piece of work. And uh, and then I well, I was walking away. She found me and she's like, you're not even going to come say hello. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going home. And she went in, grabbed her cell phone and her keys and left and locked it up. So she was going somewhere, presumably to stay. And it's like, so I just drove here in the middle of the night to come on, lock your door so you could go in and grab your cell phone and leave. Like, ugh. 
And that's where I realized that being over accommodating, not the trend you want to get into as a landlord, just a way to drive yourself absolutely crazy. So now we tell them all up front on my end, like if you lock yourself out, it's a $100 lockout charge. And we only do it between the hours of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. So don't lock yourself out. Oh, wow. I did, yeah. On the lockouts, that's why we also went to the keypad deadbolts and passage knobs but that's a different story on this spider situation there is no way you should be going to kill a spider for somebody or really anything similar to this like yeah but you were just sorry from church so it was a very nice thing for you to do that's my <laughs> taking life i thought that was against what you were supposed to be learning uh that what? that spider that spider had a right to live too you know yeah i guess it depends what church you go to if you're like true. A, a buddhist or true true or not i don't know what anyway anyway don't change light bulbs don't kill spiders don't show up to unlock doors at ridiculous hours don't don't uh, over accommodate bad behavior or it will continue transitioning into another instagram dm i think this was sent in somewhat jokingly but it's uh kind of along the same lines of <laughs> hilarious ridiculousness uh coming in from dr filthy mcnasty <laughs> he my tenant barricaded themselves into my rental when the police tried to serve a warrant on them. SWAT was called, and they wound up pounding down the front door and putting tear gas through one of the windows. <laughs> Do I need to give 24-hour notice to the tenant who is currently in jail before I enter the property? <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, the correct answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to go beat them in jail, though. But you should at least post something on the door before you go in and just write like to whatever date you posted it and then just say we'll be here at certain time the next day because um, you're still required to post notice for entry. So that's, you know, obviously you would want to check your local laws and everything, but unless it's an emergency, like if you're going in there for some emergency reason, but if you're just going in to check out the damage, 24 hours is is what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, if you can't lock the property, that might be an emergency actually, right? That's yeah. Not... If you can't, yeah, that's true. If you can't like shut up the, if you can't lock it or keep it secure in any way, yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. It's a definite maybe from us, but I think here's the other good news. It sounds like you don't need to go in side you already know what happened <laughs> and uh you that's uh, true you can get a handyman out there and i don't think anybody's gonna complain so i'm very sorry that this happened to you uh and i'm glad that you're at least making light of the situation it sounds like <laughs> well nice yeah uh that's all we got from the mailbag today tony uh is there anything that you've learned in the last week that you want to share nothing useful just kidding i learned something useful every week um I think that one of the useful things is when you're doing a transaction, make sure that you get all of your local government related things done ASAP, like die test, occupancy inspections, all that kind of stuff, because most governments won't release their documents needed to close the property until everything the government requires is done. And with COVID and everything, all that stuff is delayed and taking a lot longer. So you want to get those things in ASAP so that it doesn't result result in a delay to closing that's more related to selling a property but if you're buying like an off-market property and taking care of all that for the seller you might need to keep that in mind too so just a general piece of advice not something new that i learned but i see it come up all the time transactions don't close on time because people didn't do their government related things promptly mm -hmm. that's good advice very good 
uh, on our end, I would say, you know, occasionally you do find really good tenants, despite the stories we tell on the show, and you want to keep them, but sometimes it just doesn't work out with property availability and they need something else. But uh, what we found is if you just ask them like, hey, is it okay if I contact you in the future when we have properties that might be a good fit for you? Um, they'll almost always say, yeah, sure, just send me an email. It's like no extra effort for them. And uh, and, and that way you at least have like, a, you know, some good leads on uh, places that you might want to rent and you can basically let them know a couple months ahead of time and see if there's anything you can work out. So when you when you find a good tenant, make sure you're keeping some kind of CRM or spreadsheet or something where uh, you keep their contact information so that you can try and have a solid list of people. You mean like a good prospective tenant? Yes. Uh, no, okay. I mean, well, yeah, you should do it with your perspectives too. We hadn't really thought about that, but this is, you know, we have a tenant now that's uh, wasn't a good fit in the past, but we, we basically said they're, you know, their lease is up, they're going to move out, their family's expanding. And we basically said, you know, we'd love to put you in one of our places in the future. You know, can we stay in touch? And they were, uh, okay, I got you. Yeah, so, like, te- tenants that moved out in the past. Yeah, because you know they're good. I mean, you should do it with prospective tenants as well, I would say. But, you know, like this tenant, we already know that they're very responsible. They're clean. You know, they were responsive. So, uh, we'd love to have them back in. And, we, you know, candidly, we'd be willing to give them below market rate. And we told them that. So Sweet. Yep. Good advice. Yahoo. All right. Well, with that, uh, our phone number is 412-212-8366. And Tony, where, where can they find you? At 412-AGENT. You can find me on Bigger Pockets as Tony and Gotti, but you're better off going on there and getting my phone number and my email and reaching out that way because I'm slow on messages on there. But that's that's how they can find me. And call in with your ridiculous questions because we want to answer. We want to answer your questions. So give us a call. Leave your message with your tear gas through the window situation and uh, we'll help give you a 15% useful answer. I think that's that's asking a lot of us, but uh, <laughs> 15% useful is, is pretty good. Pretty good track record. There you go. I can't argue with any of that. <laughs> All right, everybody stay free.